Hey, Michaela. Yes. What is your worst habit or your worst bad habit? Well, I have many, uh, but probably not putting things away after I've used them. Oh, leaving the mess around. Yeah, and I don't deliberately do it. I just, like, I'll make the kids breakfast. And leave all the stuff out? Everything's left there. But your kitchen looked really good today. Because <laughs> you were coming out to climb. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show. Helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership. So you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Yeah, I must admit, Michaela, that... Uh, well, I can be a bit like that sometimes, but it's usually when I get busy and distracted and I'll leave a few things out. And um, I know it used to annoy my ex-wife a little bit. Well, um, I do it because I'm distracted. I don't do it because I'm just not going to put it away. No. But I do it, but, you know, I'm just constantly getting distracted so <laughs> by other people and myself. But it, it's, yeah, it I'm does not the tidiest person. Oh, no, see, I, I like to be clean and tidy and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But I usually get back to it and batch it. So you taught me to batch things up. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Tradies Business Show, in case you wondered what you were listening to here. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to another fantastic episode. And um hope you enjoyed our Greatest Hits episodes that we uh, we re-shared recently. They are some of our most popular. And we're going to continue to do that, is, is pop up some of the episodes that get the most downloads. Um so that if you're a recent listener to the show, you can sample some of our back catalogue and uh, perhaps get a reminder of some of the things that you need to be looking at in your trade business. And we probably haven't improved at all in our uh, podcasting skills either. Oh, from I then. don't know. I, I listen to some of our early ones occasionally. It's like, oh, I remember that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and and do you remember you used to like script everything out? Oh, I remember our first ones. I was so nervous. And how many takes we had to do just to do the intro. Right. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. I suppose the lesson in that is that we all start somewhere and we all get better over time and it takes uh, it does take time and practice and patience to improve things. And I'm going to use that as a segue into today's episode, which is chatting to the founders of a new app for tradies. Yes, I can hear you groaning. Uh, but stay with us. So it's a new app for tradies. And these guys are coming at, at this a little differently to, uh, I think, a lot of the offerings that have come across our desks in the last few years. Uh, so Brad and Phil are the founders of Bridge App. And uh, basically, they're very much of the belief that rather than try and change everything all at once and have this whiz-bang uh, software tool that's going to revolutionize your life, is just to fix the things that, or the, the simple things that are taking up your time and uh, and let you get on with the stuff that you're good at. So it really is a, a little different to perhaps what you may have seen before. Uh, but we had a chat to the guys about their background and um, I suppose how we could use technology really simply and quickly to have a big impact. So it was a good, good chat actually, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, and we're excited they're going to partner with us this month as uh, sponsors of the Tradies Business Show. Yeah, welcome aboard, guys. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking to them a bit more, and um, you'll be hearing more about, I guess, a bit of a th not a theme so much, but how you can start to make some changes in your business that's going to free you up just to make things a little easier. You know, mm. let's not go the whole hog of build a, you know, a BHP-style tradie business and 
I guess it's been a bit of the, the business coaching message over the years uh, from that industry is, uh, you know, leverage yourself off the tools and out of the business and you go sit on the beach and it all runs in the background. And I think uh, our original message, Michaela, of getting you off the tools and into true business ownership still requires you to be working and, and you're still going to have lots to do. But, uh, you know, it's more of a progression. So I think this is a big part of that is, is um, an app-like bridge uh, to help you actually take some of the first steps in your tradie business. Mm. All right, let's listen to the guys. So joining us today is Brad and Phil. And Brad and Phil are the founders of Bridge App. Now, uh, we're going to let the guys tell us more about it uh, so that we don't make a meal of it. But basically, um, they're a new player on the scene and uh, doing some pretty exciting stuff for tradies. So welcome to the show, Brad and Phil. Great to be here. Thanks for that. Pleasure. Thanks. Good to be here. Now, firstly, we do need to cover off an important question we offer ask our non-tradies, and is that a, you know, are you guys DIYers, and what's your worst project, or are you always hiring the professionals to do the job? Um, we, I'm not a DIYer. Um, we, I always hire professionals to do the job. I've tried a couple of times um, to fix small plumbing issues at our house, but it always ends in disaster, so <laughs> I prefer to get the professional in. So yeah, learn the hard way. <laughs> learn the hard way, yeah. And uh, I'm not too far uh, different from that. So I'll pick up a hammer or, or drill or have a go at a few things, but uh, often I get somebody in to fix it afterwards. So I should just settle with doing it right the first time around. So another good endorsement for our tradie listeners that uh, they're the right ones for the job. So let the tradies do the trade work and let people like, well, like you two gentlemen, Brad and Phil, uh, to actually deal with the business stuff and and I'm doing one of my wonderful segues Michaela but uh, guys tell us a bit about well before you jump in to tell us about Bridge itself can you give us a bit of your background and uh, you know how you guys actually came together and, and came to develop this new app for tradies yeah sure so Look, it's been a long path here. I've um, been at this since uh, late last year. My background has been in product development, uh, digital product development, and I've worked for some large corporates in Australia, uh, internet directory properties. And I had worked on uh, a number of research projects which saw that customers and consumers who deal with service-based businesses and businesses like tradies um, are really expecting quite a a step up in, in how they interact with those businesses. They want paperwork professionally presented. They want communication easily um, handled. And in that research, it, it kind of became evident that there wasn't a lot of great, easy solutions for people like uh, businesses like tradies to adopt and to, to meet that consumer need. And so such was born the idea of Bridge uh, about a year ago, and we kicked off a process of, uh, working out what that might look like and, and we, what the team would look like to, to pull that together. Uh, but, you know, my skills only go so far. I, I develop software and, and, and digital products, but uh, a business like this needs uh, lots of smart people working on it. So was aware that uh, a gentleman across the table from me here, Phil, was in market and, and was uh, had some skills which would be useful to us and might let him tell a little bit about his kind of origin and, and how he got here. Yeah, no, thanks, Brad. So, yeah, my background is in um, classifieds. So I spent the last 10 years in my own classifieds um, in the rural space. So come off a farm in Western Victoria and 
was dealing with that last year, I guess, um, moving on to my next project, I guess, and I had some exposure to, I guess, the tech barrier that's happening in the farming industry at the moment. And from there, we were trying to solve that, and we started off solving that, and I heard about um, a bigger project that was happening and a bigger business that that's potentially was happening, um, but also a an industry where, I guess, the adoption of technology would potentially be a lot easier than in the farming space. You know, tradespeople, small service people have got access to mobile phones, are using them every day. And I uh, met Brad. We got along like a house on fire. And, um, yeah, we kicked off uh, yeah, early this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, there's been, um, I suppose, a lot of industries that, have perhaps been held back a little by outdated practices. And I come from a, a financial planning and accounting background many years ago and just found that although they did use computers, some of the systems and everything were quite outdated in those, in those industries. And I often felt that it really held the businesses back in not the, the technical side of their work, but providing great customer experiences and being able to integrate, uh, you know, their own bookkeeping and marketing and all that sort of stuff. What's what's your take on the, the tradie market? So we think the tradie market at the moment is um, there's, there is technology out there that's available to help tradespeople um, manage, their, manage their business. Um I think, though, the, one of the areas that probably needs focus on is the time the tradies have to to adopt technology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've had recent customers recently that have, yeah, they've signed up and they've got going with with Bridge, but they just they don't get time to to come back to it, <laughs> um, you know, because they've they've got to run a business um, and they've got to focus on you know what makes them money, and that's you know, getting out there and doing some work. Yeah. Rather than shifting, you know, shifting um, their current business processes over to um, a software business. So, I think one of the one of the issues, and that's where we're trying to focus on at the moment, is creating um, app software that's easy to learn, easy to adopt, and doesn't necessarily you know, do everything, but does enough to get these guys and girls going and get them on the path to, to using technology. You know, by, I'd say within 10 years, um, technology will be um, all through trades businesses and we think that and that's just not going to happen overnight. That needs to happen over time where you know, gradually you need to start to adopt more and more into your business. Yeah, it's really interesting that you understand the the way they operate in that you know yes they they do have this want to switch over and they do understand the benefits of it now but it's actually that practical issue of having time to actually learn this new system and a lot of them do find a lot of software out there just way too complicated for what they need it would sound great but from a practical terms of them getting trained up in it and their systems adapted and their team adapted that it's a big block for a lot of these guys to actually you know continue on the the path that when you first start out on your software there can be a bit of pain but if you can reduce that pain as much as possible and just get them used to a system that does what you need it to do quickly uh, that will make a big change for their um, take-up rate 
and be able to make it much more automated easily in their business. So it's great that you've understood that pain it's point for them. Yeah, it's something McCaleb that came out way back in the beginning when we were looking at this idea and we've kept true to that idea all the way through. Um, and, you know, we started this from scratch and so everything that has been built has been built with the tradies in mind and, and with their research and, and the contribution that they've made in help shaping them. But we're growing with them as well. So you don't have to come in and get computers and you don't have to be have any experience. We think it's easy to use and easy to get started. But as your confidence grows and as you integrate it more into your business over a period of time, you know, our features will grow as well and, and, and the capabilities that we have will grow along with the business. So, yeah, it's absolutely true. You don't have to chunk it all off in one go. You can make a start and just start anywhere and, and keep going from that. So we've obviously talked a bit about the fact that it's a headspace thing or a mindset thing rather than just having the system. From Again, from your perspective, guys, what's what are some of the main areas that you're seeing, I guess, tripping tradies up uh just keen to share with our listeners i suppose some areas that they can focus on uh in terms of improving the way they approach the business side yeah i think uh in approaching the business problems it's really important to always bring it back to your customers problems and and the consumer and, and how you're serving your customer so we don't advocate that you use technology for technology's sake we, we say it because the consumers have an expectation or they, your customers have an expectation that, you know, they should get legible paperwork that's easy to uh, communicate um, what the work is going to be done, that it's been done on time, how to pay, and and to be able to message and, and communicate with the trader easily. So, you know, in, in trying to prioritise change in your own business, sometimes that's difficult, but if you've frame it from the point of view of serving your customer better. I think every trader will agree um, that it's, it's important to keep your customers in mind and, and that's really what you're trying to um, build your business for. That's how we treat our customers and, and so we think that they do the same. Yeah, and I know a big um, thing that we notice with tradies and their level of customer service are in two key areas. One is um, sending quotes quickly because we know that that will increase their conversion rate as long as it's, you know, professional and, and um, looks well and they can easily do it on an app and send it straight away and also invoicing customers. I mean, I know they're two big pain points, you know. They'll say we've got real flow problems but we haven't invoiced all these customers. So sending quotes and invoices simply and hopefully while they're still on site, is that something you guys have noticed that that's a need for the market? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we've got these massive phones that we carry around now and we think we can use them a lot better. Um, there's, some of the screens are just as big as a desktop computer. <laughs> and um, getting, they're getting bigger and bigger instead of they, smaller. Yeah, so we think there's a real opportunity um, during the day, during, you know, um, from whenever you get up at 6 o'clock in the morning through to 6 at night to do that quoting and invoicing as you're, as you're moving through your day. Um Rather than, you know, it should be a probably someone we would relate to this rather than getting home at seven at night and, you know, banging out Excel spreadsheets. Um, mm. So we think there's a great opportunity during the day to be able to do it with a smart app or a smart piece of software. Um, we've had 
um, some examples, for example, of a landscaper that we had on um, on the system who was paid within four and a half hours um, when he sent the invoice. And that was purely just because he's able to get the invoice quickly to his customer and the customer easily being able to go, yep, there it is on my phone, I can see it, I'll pay this right now. So making it easier for customers to pay and giving them every opportunity to pay quicker. So from your own backgrounds and experience, uh, you know, you guys have obviously brought a wealth of knowledge from what you've worked on previously. What's some of the big things that I guess you're bringing into this space from your respective backgrounds? Yeah, so I've typically worked in, a, as I said, a, a product and software development background. And I think the key thing that I bring to the team here and, and to how we approach Bridge is to always start with a question in mind about how you're going to solve a problem. So too often I've seen in the industry somebody starts an idea by thinking that they know how things should work for another group of people. And we, I'll plead ignorant and say that I don't know what the right thing to do is all the time. But we ask a lot of questions and we follow those questions up with more questions and then we try something at a small scale and experiment with it. And if it works, we keep going. If it doesn't work, we try something different and we just continue that process relentlessly over and over again. So always keeping the question front of mind is pretty much how we steer the, the direction of the features and the evolution of the product. Yeah, cool. yeah, and yeah, I guess my side worry could be maybe I'm not as tech uh, forward as some of our other team members in the um, at Bridge. Um, so I think I can I bring I guess a bit of reality to what tradespeople and consumers are potentially going through in their you know how they use um, their mobile phones and use their their desktops. Um, I'm as clunky as anyone when I'm using um, my mobile and. Um, <laughs> The team will often come to me to test test things on me. Because, <laughs> um, That's a bit unkind, Phil. <laughs> so, but yeah, I guess where where I can turn that into a, a benefit is then being able to, I guess, give suggestions about how we can articulate to the market um, about how to use technology. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, yeah, just provide a little bit of feedback on you know the, the app and the product about little things that could um, potentially help it be a smoother a smoother experience. Yeah, yeah. So, Phil, you come off uh, or, or from a rural background uh, and obviously, you know, you've got the classifieds experience and everything there as well. Yeah. I suppose it's tempting to draw some parallels between, uh, you know, the rural sector and the tradie sector in terms of both being very heavily blue-collar and, and manual labour-based in, in a lot of cases. What's your experience, and Brad, feel free to chime in, mate, but uh, in terms of tradies being willing to change and take up new technology and new practices in business, are you seeing resistance? Are you seeing people open to it? I mean, what's what's the uh, feedback you guys are getting? I'm seeing, I'm seeing that they're open to it. I th- right now there's a shift that's happening in the market that I think they know that consumers are demanding more of them. And I think they know, you know, in their gut that within five years, you know, their business is going to be, have to be operating in a different way. And um, consumers are moving that quickly in terms of how they want to, um, how they demand services, but also their experience during, um, say, a job being done. It's changing. So 
tradespeople are definitely open to it. That, that point I raised earlier about they're open to it, but also they're, you know, maybe slightly scared about the change that's um, that will happen. And I guess what we're trying to do is that we're trying to alleviate you know, that um, that fear and say don't do it, don't have to do everything, um, but start somewhere and you know start to change the business and make it a make a a, a change over a long period of time rather than overnight change, you know throwing all your business processes out and and um, putting you know putting it all into a into a tech or into a software application. Mm. Yeah. And I'd just add to that by um, building on what Phil said by saying that, you know, a lot of technology that's out there at the moment and in different services have been extremely focused on trying to uh, get traders to get more leads, win more customers, attract more business through quoting services and the like. And while there's a place and time for that, from day one when we were talking to traders the vast majority of them said that that's not something that really helps them in their day-to-day work. Um, in fact, it creates often a lot of noise if you're a, a trader at a particular level of your business. And if you've already got a customer base, you're probably getting most of your work through word of mouth. And so I feel like a lot of the reluctance to adopt technologies, a lot of the solutions haven't really met the right problem Um uh, well, and so we've really approached this, hopefully from a, a novel and a different perspective, which is, hey, this software just makes the part of your business that you don't need to or want to work on easier and the stuff that you're already great at, can you just please keep doing it so that Brad doesn't get on the hammer and start trying to (laughs) break his house again? Yeah, yeah. How much did the last uh, cock-up cost you, Brad? (laughs) Not too bad. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'd installed uh, a piece of equipment on my balcony, which uh, wasn't illegal, but... um, (laughs) It, it, it needed professional installation and it had to be pulled out and redone. <laughs> Wouldn't have exactly passed a final if you came to sell a house. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I know in your research that you have um, really gotten to understand the customers and you do have some really interesting statistics that you've come across. And one of those that I find really interesting is that Aussies check their mobile phone on average 14 times a day. Now, if you're worried, that would be about 50 times a day. No, I'm I'm changed. I'm a changed You're man, Michaela. I oh, had a week good. off the grid, and I've actually gotten really bad at checking notifications and replying to people. Good, so. good, because you were like way on it too much. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, fourteen times a day, and you raise this point that you know that's time when people can be looking at your quotes, accepting them, paying your invoices, all that kind of stuff. So it's good to understand how our technology is also getting used on the customer's point of view because it's other things like you know a lot of people don't like using voicemail can't answer their phone at work but they can send and receive texts and is that the you know way you're communicating with your customers so it's really interesting that you have done some of that background research as well as understanding you know the mobile behavior in Australia as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our phones are ruling our lives at the moment, and, and I guess we could talk a lot about the, the downsides of that, but the, the upsides are that there's lots of opportunity there for business owners and, and traders specifically to be in front of their customers more times per day. And uh, I think the phone also leverages you know, a, a, allowing people to kind of interact in a way 
that suits them. So it could be after hours or it could be um, in between other tasks. Everyone's trying to juggle too many things to get done. Um, but if you use the phone wisely, it can help you win more business, do it more efficiently and communicate better with your customers. So, yeah, we're, we're pro technology and pro phone, but we're trying to do it in a, in a really uh, simple way that doesn't interrupt the rest of the work that you want to get done. Great. So I just want to step back a little bit um, and, you know, you guys have probably been on a steep learning curve the last 12 months with this tech startup. Um, I'd love to get to know some of the challenges that you've faced in growing a business quickly and rapidly. Um, you guys are based in Melbourne. You've got a local team down there. And all of our tradies, you know, have this fear around starting up their businesses and, and what is. what have you found some of the challenges, I guess, in starting up and how have you overcome those? Well, one of the one of the key challenges in growing the business has been getting the right people and the right skills in the right spot, um, and you know taking time to uh, understand um, who we're bringing into the business and making sure they've got the right right fit. Um, I guess it's been a challenge, but it's also it's been relatively um, we've been relatively lucky in that um, the people that we've brought in. Uh, fit the culture and have all you know, been hit the ground running, I guess. Um, the, I guess for you know, relating that back to, to trades people, um, you know, growing, growing a business, you know, take time, I guess, in terms of uh, who you bring in and um, make it a considered decision. Yeah, I know a big challenge our tradies face is finding and building their team. Uh, especially because, you know, there's jobs coming in, they feel the pressure to hire quickly. So how do you sort of do that um, process of working out whether that person is right for your culture? Uh, so during, you know, we do the traditional interview process. Obviously, you're trying to make an assessment of the skills and whether or not that they can do what they say that they've done in the past. But more than that, um, trying to make a, a judgment on whether or not they'll develop and grow more than what they've done and, and can they be part of that journey or can they be part of that with us? So um, I think being really honest with people about what they can expect when they come into the business has been a, a key strategy of ours. So, you know, we don't have all the answers. We're still trying to figure things out. We think we're on to really, something really strong. We've got some early traction. You're going to love it. It's great. It's fun. It's hard work. It's all those things. But you may end up having a role that evolves over time and looks different than what it did when you first started. And that's not okay for everyone. Some people need a, a lot more predictability than that. And so being able to be honest with people up front, I think, has helped us attract the right type of personality to the roles as well. Yeah, and I love that you're um, trying to build a great innovative culture there. Um, I know on your team page that you talk about, you know, getting rid of the rules when they don't help and recovering quickly from our mistakes and uh, staying flexible and transparent and honest. So it's really good that, you know, you are, I guess, identifying that, look, you're not always going to be perfect. You're always going to keep asking that question and be curious. And uh, it's it's so important too in a technology business that is moving so quickly that you are staying with the technology side but also the tradies side that perhaps isn't quite as willing to move as quickly as technology is, for example. For sure. And I think one of the great things I like about the team that we have here is, is that 
they're very personal and open and, and, and transparent and communicative. So, you know, the other Friday I, I came back into the office after being out to a meeting and there's three tradies sitting around somebody's desk having a beer with somebody as we're talking through one of the ideas that we're working on. And so it, it makes me happy and it makes Phil and I very comfortable that the team aren't sitting in an ivory tower thinking that they've got all the answers, that they're being accessible to our customers and that we're keeping really, really close to them. Like that, That's the core for what we do. And I think it's important that people know that you're a local-based team as well in Melbourne, you know, and these guys are really getting, you know, the people actually developing the product are talking one-on-one to tradies to really understand their pain points and how you can solve those problems. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're four Australian businesses and for Australian tradies, we happen to be based in Melbourne. That's, that's where most of all of our work is happening at the moment. But, uh, you know, we're accessible and available to anyone in the country. Um, but we've always been designed with the Aussie spirit and business mindset in from the beginning. And, you know, um, I think that that's kind of, we have a very Aussie approach to running our business as well. And, and, um, I think that uh, we don't want to be any different than than that. That that's that's who we are. Phil said that he's from the country. I, I I'm actually a country boy as well, but I probably spend a bit more time in the city. But uh, you know, I, I, I like things fairly honest, straightforward, uh, in a in a very approachable kind of way. It's it's there's there's not a lot of showmanship. It's just what it is on the label. So yeah, and, and being in in Melbourne and it allows us. Being in Australia allows us to get out there and, and press press the flesh with uh, with our customers. So, like tomorrow, for example, yeah. we're out for a day, um, visiting our customers, learning about what works, what doesn't, and we're able to be nimble and make um, changes uh, more quicker potentially than what uh, you know, another tech startup might be able to do. So, quick question: uh, You guys both based in Melbourne now? I'm guessing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what is the go with hook turns, guys? <laughs> <laughs> and how many how many trams clean up cars for tourists well, that don't know what they're doing? The, the best way to get around that is not going to the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I feel like a tourist in my own town. So. Creative solution to a problem. That's actually the strategy for a lot of people, and a lot of people who have lived here for a lot of years still avoid the city for those hook turns. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't. In some of the, the inter- intersections, they've got lights on them now to try and explain it, but it's actually harder than it was years ago. <laughs> it's more confusing. <laughs> but it's uh, – and I, I have a habit of doing this, but it's not a bad analogy for some of the things that we do in our businesses is, you know, there's there's a problem, Michaela, stop groaning. Uh, but, you know, we come across these problems and we keep trying to solve them, you know, like obviously uh, the city of Melbourne's putting new signage in and trying to educate tourists and people on how to do a hook turn. Well, you could just not go to the city in your car. <laughs> you know? But we do the same in our businesses. And I see um, my business wingman clients that I work with personally, they get so fixated on solving a particular problem that really they could actually just work around it or in some cases just leave it alone, not have to solve that and have it right. And I like what you guys say about, you know, instead of having – I suppose to to oversimplify it perhaps is instead of having systems for everything and improving all of these business practices, just deal with the stuff that is a problem and let these guys, let our listeners just get on with doing what they're they're probably still good at, uh, which is their actual trade. 
Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I think it's a great analogy. And, and probably the only thing I'd add to it is that, um, you know, sometimes it's just appropriate to hand a problem over to somebody else as well. And mm. if paperwork and admin is not your bag and, and you can't make sense of it, then we think we've got another way to do that. And, and you know, that that's in this situation, but it could be other problems in your business as well. There's usually a good solution out there that can that can fix it. Okay, so tell us, I guess, a little bit in particular about the software, what it does, maybe a little bit, I know you've covered that it's it's simpler and doesn't necessarily need training to use, that differentiates yourself from some other products out there. Now, you do have um, a free trial as well, 14 days. So just talk a little bit about the software itself and how you pay for it and the, the, the reasoning behind that. Yeah. So the software, it's an, it's an app. It's a, um, you can use it um, in any browser or you can download it um, at the iTunes or the Google Play Store. Um, the, the crux of the, the software is it enables um, you to keep all your job notes and photos on the app. Okay, so you're not scribbling down on different bits of paper and trying to find, um, say, the notes that you took or measurements that you took. Um with photos, you know, potentially you're not emailing photos back to your back to your, um, your email and then sending them from your desktop. It's all there on the app. Um, the next couple of big things is is the quoting and invoicing bit. So the ability to to turn your job notes and photos into a into a into a quote, being able to um, send itemized quotes. So put your layer your materials, you know, the time um, and um, material costs. Um, in the quote, get and then turn that into an invoice. So the ability to turn a quote into an invoice is really straightforward. So if if the quote is virtually unchanged, you just you know, copy it across and, and turn it into an invoice in a, in a matter of, I guess, seconds, you can um, send an invoice off. But if, for example, uh, you spent more time um, or you spent more, more materials, you can easily add and edit the, uh, the invoice pretty quickly. I think... More, moreover than that, it's um, it's what the customers see. So the customers will get an email into their inbox for the quote or invoice. They're able to accept um, accept the quote. They're able to um, pay an invoice or mark an invoice as paid. And what that does for the the tradesperson, it feeds it back to a, a centralized dashboard on the app, where they can see if a customer's viewed a quote. They can see if a customer's accepted a quote or paid an invoice and. So you can really get on the front foot in terms of your customer communication. So if someone's viewed a quote and hasn't got back to you, well, give them a give them a give them a buzz and and um, see where they're at. If someone's accepted a quote, well, you, again, you can get on the front foot and say, okay, when are we starting this job? Um, so it gives gives the tradesperson transparency to the customer, but also and, and more importantly, it gives the customer a great experience with that tradesperson. Yeah, I'm a big fan, and we've talked about this on the show a lot. Is um, well, it's not cyber stalking, but it kind of is. Is when they you uh, love to stalk people, <laughs> you know, when they you know the customers open their quote and you can follow them up, you know, straight away or you know whenever your sales process allows. I, I must admit, and I'm probably going to show my hand a little bit here, but I do use a couple of those things where I can see when people have opened emails, <laughs> and I may have been a little too eager to you know, time that well and contact them because like, oh, they opened my email <laughs> and I'll get in touch like within an hour and I get a message back. It's like, 
Wow, that's so weird. I literally just opened your email. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Maybe a bit too keen, but, but it is it is really cool to know that it's not just sitting in their inbox and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then you don't waste time following up. You know, you can time it so that you're getting them, you know, if you know that the next day is better or is later that day, you're following up, uh, then you're, you're saving time in other areas. So, And I really love that it's easy for the customers to accept the quote as well. Um, I think that's really important because that just streamlines it for everybody. The dashboard view when you open the app is the first thing that you see and it, it shows you like a, it's almost a, um, like a pipeline of where everything's at in your business. And so how many are in the quote stage, how many are in progress, how many are, have been invoiced and waiting for payment. And helpfully there's an overdue um, bucket as well. So if anyone has overlooked it and, Think hopefully they shouldn't be taking that long and considering that we make it easy to pay, um, but occasionally that will happen, you'll be aware of it. And so we had a really great response from um, our customers who see that dashboard as giving them a window into the, the soul of their business and where everything's at. Yeah, it's, it's a view that a lot of trades per, uh, businesses would never have, and that's to see where their business is at at one point in time. Yeah, yeah and you have got an example of that on your website as well. Um, and we'll link to that in the show notes and um, later in the show. Uh, but it does, it's a really clear picture of, you know, inquiries quoted, in progress, invoice, paid and overdue. So it really can give a really clear snapshot. And that, that sort of information <laughs> is something that sometimes I have to extract with pliers from uh, clients that I consult to. Is just a simple thing of, you know, how many jobs have you quoted in the last week or month or whatever and how many did you win? And I just get blank looks of uh, heaps and uh, lots, you know. <laughs> but they to get that data, and I've got a couple of clients doing this at the moment, is literally printing out a page and keeping a tally by the phone of, of those numbers so we can work out how well their sales process is working, where we need to focus attention. So this really just... Uh, gives an instant snapshot of, oh, wow, I better go back and, you know, get some more of these quotes out because I've had a heap of inquiries, but there's not as many quotes sitting there or, you know, I've done a heap of quotes, but there's not as many in progress. So it just really shows them where to focus their attention. Absolutely, yeah. Great, okay. And so what's the cost, guys? Uh, $20 a month is all the needs to revolutionize all that admin um, and as you mentioned before Michaela there's a 14-day trial uh, which you can sign up with no credit card required just to get started and check it out and uh, see how it can work for you and uh, then there's a very easy upgrade process after that. Cool now I know you, you're saying there's not really any training or setup needed but if someone does need a help or a question what kind of support do you offer? We're always up for a chat. So there's a phone number on the website. Um, what well, a technology company that has a phone number you can ring? Yeah. Yay. Yeah, it is. It's proudly presented at the top of the page. So we'll gladly answer that and talk anyone through. Obviously, email. If someone shoots us an email, we'll be able to reply there. Um, you know, we're very accessible. Um, there, there's a number of different ways to contact us. Facebook is a, is a good one as well. Wherever you like, we're listening. Um, and it's, it's really helpful for us to have those conversations as well. Even if you're not having trouble or a problem, just give us a chat. We, we, we'd like to get the feedback. It helps us make a, a better product for you. Mm, it's, it's seeing you guys more as a, a partner in the business than just an app that I bought on my iPhone. 
Absolutely. If we're not partners in this, like we don't feel like we're doing the right job. So we don't want to be in the way and you can run your own business and do it your own way. But uh, we're very much trying to do this alongside you rather than tell you how to run your business. Mm, Awesome, guys. Great. So if someone wants to get started, head to bridgeapp.com.au or you can call them on their number, which is 1300 550711. That's right. And there is a 14-day free trial. You don't need a credit card or anything. Go in there, have a play, and uh, hopefully you will love it. Sure they will. So, gentlemen, uh, one last question. And And it can't be about signing up to your software either. (laughs) And uh, we like to ask all of our guests this on the show, but if you had a 1,000 tradies in a room, uh, what's one piece of advice you'd love to leave them with? And you, you get a double bite here because there's two of you. Right, I'll let Bill go first. I'll go first. <laughs> um, it's, it's advice that I can take that I can leave, I guess, but uh, the one bit of advice I'd give is that um, technology is it's here at the moment in all different forms for all different parts of your business, um, not just... You know, not just job management software, and that um, change takes time. And um, you know, the way that we run our businesses right now will be totally different in you know by 2020, 2025. So start on the road to change and um, do it in, in bite sizes rather than trying to reinvent the whole business in one day. Mm. Brad? Yeah. Look, uh, I always struggle to give advice to people because – you know, I'm not sure that I'm in a position to do that, but I, I can talk about what has worked well for me and for us, and, and hopefully there's, there's something in that that's useful for people. I think it really um, comes down to working to your strengths and um, making sure that you're standing out as being different from your peers and your competitors around you. And that doesn't mean making things up that make you different. It just means be your whole self in what you do. So um, bring your whole person to work and, and, and be authentic in how you approach it. And you're already unique, so your business will be unique if you're more of yourself. Um, I find that's a great way for us to run our business. It's worked for me in my career. Uh, if it's advice, it's, uh, you know, if you can call it advice, I, that's what I'd suggest to people. Awesome. Great advice. Thanks, gents. Well, uh, fantastic to have you on the show and certainly excited uh, about what you guys are bringing to the table in the tradie space. I think this is going to be a game changer uh, for tradies who, like you say, they don't, they're not excited about changing everything all at once. They just want to make their life a little bit easier and, um, and you know, spend a little more time uh, with the kids or uh, watching the footy rather than doing invoices at nine o'clock at night. So um, great to see, great to have you on the show. And we look forward to speaking to you guys again soon. Thanks, Warwick. Thanks, Thanks. Kayla. Thank you. Cheers. So it was a great interview with Phil and Brad from bridgeapp.com.au. Make sure you check them out and get your free 14-day trial. Got nothing to lose. No, Don't need to put no a credit, credit card, card in, nothing. Proper trials so none of this rubbish of stick your credit card in and sign yep. up for a free trial and then the billing starts automatically after you forget about it. Um, and these guys are the real deal. As we said in there, their team is local, so Australian-based team in Melbourne. they got a funky-looking office there on the website. A um, couple of guys who have basically identified a problem in the market and put something together to solve that rather than 
hey, let's go and, uh, you know, flog something to tradies. So uh, as Phil said, you know, he's a country boy um, and Brad grew up in the in a regional area as well. So I think they get it. They understand uh, our listeners, you guys and gals, and uh, I think you should go and check it out. So go have a sticky beak and we will catch you in the next episode. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.